Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us in our little community and listening to this show. I've had a lot of fun being the host of this show, and I hope those of you who listen regularly get little nuggets of value every time that you log in. I like getting emails from people because I find that sometimes doing this show can be lonely. Sometimes I record it while I'm in a hotel room or or parked over on the side of the road in my car. Now, most of the shows are interviews with really cool entrepreneurs, and I do those from my fancy, fancy podcast studio, which is actually my college-age daughter's bedroom that I converted her desk into the podcast studio. But I love it when I hear from people and they say, that one show really touched me. That solo show that you did or that interview with so-and-so really got to me. So please reach out to me. Send me a tweet. Send me an email. Let me know if you listen to the show what it is that you like and what's really keeping you going and keeping you coming back to listen to more. I also like the fact that more people are starting to inquire about the Cool Things Project. Now, some of you who listen regularly know that the Cool Things Project is the group coaching program that I started. And it's not a really big investment, but we are providing big value to the people who are playing in our little pool. And what it is, is every week we have a video hangout where as many people as want to join in can talk about what they're facing in their careers, what they're facing in the job. Some people work for companies. Others are solopreneurs, and some have entrepreneurial ventures with more employees that they're trying to grow. But the reason they come to these calls is they want to be able to share with other people what struggles they're facing, and they want to get some outside feedback and and ideas to help them sort of grow what they're working on. So if you're interested in joining the Cool Things Project, jump over to TomSinger.com, click on that About button, and if you pull down the drop-down menu, you will find a button that says... Group Coaching Program. If you click on that, you're going to find out everything you need to know about the program. It's really easy to join. And when you join, you get to have a couple of individual calls with me, and I will get you on the phone. We'll get you introduced to the group, and hopefully, you'll find the value that those who are the regular participants are finding. Now, today, we're going to have just a short episode, and I want to talk about something that so many people face, and I've been struggling with this myself, and that is for an entrepreneur or somebody who has a career job, but they have that entrepreneurial spirit, they're an intrapreneur, and they're treating, they're treating their job as if it's an entrepreneurial venture. I think it's very common, in fact, I know it is, that every now and then you feel like you get stuck. So what do you do? What do you do when you reach a plateau? It's common for those of us who have high ambition, who are working to achieve big things, to not be satisfied with where we are. Success does not always come as fast or as big as we want it to, or as we had planned. For those of us who have left corporate America and jumped into a job, we set out with a business plan, right? We we write down what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, and often six months, a year, three years, five years, when we look at where we are, while we've made great progress... And from the outside looking in, people would say, wow, you are crushing it. When we really look closely at ourselves, we're not anywhere near the levels of success that we wanted to have when that time comes. And the other thing 
that's really common for those of us who are entrepreneurial is we tend to move that bar. When we hit a goal, we push that goal farther out. We never take the time to relish in the fact that, wow, we have really made it to a certain level. And that is really good. And I know I struggle with this. If you were to look from the outside at me, people would say, Tom, you're killing it. Very few people set out to become a professional master of ceremonies and a professional speaker who have developed an ongoing business for now seven and a half years that's able to feed and support their family. People from the outside say, wow, I recently went to my high school reunion. We had so much fun. It was a 32-year reunion. And I know you're thinking, what? Who does a 32-year reunion? Well, at our 30-year reunion, we had a really good time. And a few people decided, you know, we had such a good time. Maybe we should do this again in a couple of years. And we should do it to celebrate the year that everybody from our class turns 50 years old. Now, I thought this was a great idea, but it turns out it's not really common. I talk to people like, oh, I'm going to a 50th birthday party for everyone who graduated high school with me 32 years ago. But it turned out to be great. But a lot of the people who were there, they follow me on Facebook and they, they thought I was a much bigger deal than I am. They've listened to the podcast. They've, they've seen the videos that I have and they think, wow, Tom, you're, you're like Tony Robbins. Well, I would love to have a bigger, more established platform for my speaking career. But I don't. But you know what? I am doing well. I am supporting my family. But it is so true. I feel like I'm stuck on a plateau. And I've been dealing with this for about the last year. Now, if you looked at my tax return year over year, my business continues. Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us in our little community and listening to this show. I've had a lot of fun being the host of this show, and I hope those of you who listen regularly get little nuggets of value every time that you log in. I like getting emails from people because I find that sometimes doing this show can be lonely. Sometimes I record it while I'm in a hotel room or, or parked over on the side of the road in my car. Now, most of the shows are interviews with really cool entrepreneurs, and I do those from my fancy fancy podcast studio, which is actually my college-age daughter's bedroom that I converted her desk into the podcast studio. But I love it when I hear from people and they say, that one show really touched me. That solo show that you did or that interview with so-and-so really got to me. So please reach out to me. Send me a tweet. Send me an email. Let me know if you listen to the show what it is that you like and what's really keeping you going and keeping you coming back to listen to more. I also like the fact that more people are starting to inquire about the Cool Things Project. Now, some of you who listen regularly know that the Cool Things Project is the group coaching program that I started. And it's not a really big investment, but we are providing big value to the people who are playing in our little pool. And what it is, is every week we have a video hangout where as many people as want to join in can talk about what they're facing in their careers, what they're facing in the job. Some people work for companies. Others are solopreneurs, and some have entrepreneurial ventures with more employees that they're trying to grow. But the reason they come to these calls is they want to be able to share with other people what struggles they're facing, and they want to get some outside feedback and, and ideas to help them sort of grow what they're working on. So if you're interested in joining the Cool Things Project, jump over to TomSinger.com, click on that About button, and if you pull down the drop-down menu, you will find a button that says group coaching program. 
you click on that, you're going to find out everything you need to know about the program. It's really easy to join. And when you join, you get to have a couple of individual calls with me, and I will get you on the phone. We'll get you introduced to the group, and hopefully you'll find the value that those who are the regular participants are finding. Now, today we're going to have just a short episode, and I want to talk about something that so many people face, and I've been struggling with this myself, and that is for an entrepreneur or somebody who has a career job, but they have that entrepreneurial spirit, they're an intrapreneur, and they're treating, they're treating their job as if it's an entrepreneurial venture. I think it's very common, in fact, I know it is, that every now and then you feel like you get stuck. So what do you do? What do you do when you reach a plateau? It's common for those of us who have high ambition, who are working to achieve big things, to not be satisfied with where we are. Success does not always come as fast or as big as we want it to, or as we had planned. For those of us who have left corporate America and jumped into a job, we set out with a business plan, right? We, we write down what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, and often six months, a year, three years, five years, when we look at where we are, while we've made great progress. And from the outside looking in, people would say, wow, you are crushing it. When we really look closely at ourselves, we're not anywhere near the levels of success that we wanted to have when that time comes. And the other thing that's really common for those of us who are entrepreneurial is we tend to move that bar. When we hit a goal, we push that goal farther out. We never take the time to relish in the fact that, wow, we have really made it to a certain level. And that is really good. And I know I struggle with this. If you were to look from the outside at me, people would say, Tom, you're killing it. Very few people set out to become a professional master of ceremonies and a professional speaker who have developed an ongoing business for now seven and a half years that's able to feed and support their family. People from the outside say, wow. I recently went to my high school reunion. We had so much fun. It was a 32-year reunion. And I know you're thinking, what? Who does a 32-year reunion? Well, at our 30-year reunion, we had a really good time. And a few people decided, you know, we had such a good time. Maybe we should do this again in a couple of years. And we should do it to celebrate the year that everybody from our class turns 50 years old. I thought this was a great idea, but it turns out it's not really common. I talk to people like, oh, I'm going to a 50th birthday party for everyone who graduated high school with me. 32 years ago, but it turned out to be great. But a lot of the people who were there, they follow me on Facebook and they, they thought I was a much bigger deal than I am. They've listened to the podcast. They've, they've seen the videos that I have and they think, wow, Tom, you're, you're like Tony Robbins. Well, I would love to have a bigger, more established platform for my speaking career, but I don't. But you know what? I am doing well. I am supporting my family, but it is so true. I feel like I'm stuck on a plateau. And I've been dealing with this for about the last year. Now, if you looked at my tax return year over year, my business continues to grow. But this last year, I didn't have the level of growth that I had planned for myself. I really wanted to have this year be the year that I went bam and just cracked one, two, three levels up that ladder. And I'm still holding strong, but I haven't had the growth that I've gone after. And really, when I look back on why, I have to take responsibility for it myself. See, when I started out in 2009, I got laid off from a corporate marketing job in April of 2009, the absolute bottom of the recession. And that's when I started my coaching, my speaking, and my Master of Ceremonies career. Now, I'll be honest, 2009, I didn't have a lot of work. In fact, we hemorrhaged cash as a family for about three years. 
but I worked really, really hard. The growth was slow the first few years, but around year three, the growth started to come at really high speed. Boom, 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 boom. Things were happening, and it was really kind of exciting, and I assumed that would never stop. Now, over the last year, I've continued to get bigger clients, and I've continued to get like really good work. However, the amount of money that I'm making has only grown a little bit, and my reputation, my brand, sort of what you need to make sure that you're making those shortlists in my business. And I talk about shortlists a lot on this show when it comes to sales-oriented episodes, and that is, let's remember, we can focus on how to close a sale all day long, but if you're not at the table, it doesn't matter. So my goal is always to get on more shortlists, and while I close a lot of deals, I don't know that I'm getting on as many shortlists as I want. But the first three years were slow, the next three years were like whiz, bang, boom. And now the last year or so, I've been frustrated because I haven't figured out how to navigate this kind of crazy business that I'm in to get to the next level. And as I talk to other people, and not just professional speakers, but as I talk to other solopreneurs and entrepreneurs and even people growing their businesses, growing their careers inside a business, I find that I'm not alone. It turns out that everybody feels that from time to time, they reach a plateau, and that's when they have to get super creative and start to think outside of the box. And we use the term sort of reinvent, but that's really what they have to do. And it doesn't mean they have to throw everything out and change everything, but they have to just reposition and retool and get that spark that they had in the beginning. And it's, I'm not saying I don't work hard now. I do work hard now. But I remember in 2009, everything was about sales all day long, every day. I was an outbound sales guy long before I was a speaker. And I don't know that I always do that now. And that's what others tell me is you reach a point where you start to get that level of success. And it's not that I'm resting on my laurels. It's that it just becomes a routine that you get into to be able to maintain that level of success. But if you want to continue to grow, if you want to find new paths to be able to get higher and higher in what you're trying to do, that's where you have to get creative. And that's where you have to realize you are not alone. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what I've been trying to do and what I've seen some other people do just for a few minutes here. But before I do, I've got to thank our sponsor because I am so proud and honored to be sponsored by Podfly Productions. Podfly, they take all of the guesswork out of creating your own podcast. If you want to start a podcast, and I know you do, they set you up with the right equipment and the training so that you're going to sound fantastic. They work with you to make sure that your podcast is going to happen because so many people start podcasts and what happens is the production of it becomes a big pain in the butt and they don't do their podcast. All I have to do is record this and the people at podcast, they do all the work to make sure that it's uploaded so that you can download it and listen to the advice on this show, whether it's just me talking or whether it's one of the interviews with the cool people who come on this show. So if you want to start a podcast, and I think you do, jump over to pod, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things. Now, to break out of a plateau, you must not only work harder, I believe you have to work smarter. But what does that really mean? I'm a smart enough guy. I've been able to maintain this for a long time. What does work what does work smarter really mean? Well, I've had this discussion with several entrepreneurs, and the mistake that I've been making is I haven't been going and getting enough advice from people who are one or two rungs ahead of me on the ladder. 
And this is what I find when I work with people is they always look at whoever is at the top of their industry. In the speaking world, they might look to, you know, someone like a Tony Robbins, somebody who has built this entire empire. And they say, I want my career to look like his. Well, Tony Robbins has been doing this for 35 years and the entire world has changed. So even if you reverse engineered everything that he did back three decades ago, you can't recreate it because when he started out, there was no internet, there was no video, these things didn't exist. So you can't recreate the steps that the top tippity top gurus in your business took. You have to go and look at who is just a little bit out ahead of me. So if you're a real estate agent and you've been in the business for less than a year, don't go look at Gary Keller and say, I want to create a business like Keller Williams. And don't look at the number one real estate agent in your community and say, I want to be like her because, you know, she's the top. That might be the long term goal. But to get you off the plateau, to get you going to where you need to go so that you can go up, you need to take one step at a time. It's the old cliche. You have to crawl before you can walk before you can run. And I think as entrepreneurs, we are so gung-ho to make things happen. We dream up big, huge ideas of where we want our businesses to go. And it's so easy for us not to be satisfied with the baby steps. That What happens is we end up getting frustrated and we end up getting stuck. So in talking to people, my advice is look for people who are just one or two rungs down that ladder from you. And then after you've identified them, study what is it that they have done to find success. So in talking with my mastermind group, we have identified three, four, maybe even five professional speakers who aren't famous. They're not people any of you have probably ever run across in your entire lives. We've identified them, and they're people who I either know or I know of through the National Speakers Association. And my goal for the next few months is to reach out to them, and if I'm going to be in their town, maybe take them for lunch, if I'm going to see them at the National Speakers Association conference, maybe buy them a cup of coffee, or just schedule a little time. And what's great is in the speaking business, so many people are so generous to tell you what it is they're doing, because we're not competitors. So many people in their industries think, oh my gosh, everybody's my competitor. The truth is, in my seven and a half years of being a professional speaker, I have gone up and either won or lost, but been down to the final two with only about three or four people and only three or four times. Every time an association is making a decision, there are 10,000, maybe 20,000 speakers that they can choose of, choose from, and they're picking two, three, or four to put on their shortlist. And then they narrow it down to who they're going to select to be their keynote speaker. Well, the fact is, with a bucket so big, 20,000, nobody should be scared of helping me along because the odds of us going up against each other could only happen once in a blue moon. Plus, our topics aren't even the same in most cases. So it's not, when you look at people in your industry, it's not that everybody is your competitor. And don't think, if you go to someone who's a little more successful and say, I admire you, I'd love a little bit of advice, that they're not going to help you. I think people in general want to help others. So I'm going to seek them out. I'm going to ask them if they've ever been on a plateau and what they've done to retool and rethink where they're going. Will this work for you? Take just a minute here and think about what it is that you're struggling with. If you've stayed with this episode now for 14 minutes, my guess is that some of this is relating to you. You're thinking, yep, I've been there. I've felt stuck. Or maybe even you're like, Tom, you're speaking to my soul. Right now, I feel like I am just chained to the place that I am and I can't figure out how to get to that next level. Well, if that's you, if you're identifying with this, 
Start thinking about who do you admire who's just a little bit farther down the road and then start to create an idea of how do you reverse engineer what do they do? What do they do on a daily basis? What are the little habits that they have taken on that helps them either promote themselves if it's sales oriented or get the next promotion if it's building a reputation inside a company and then seek out a mentor. Maybe one of these people would be willing to talk to you regularly, hold you a little bit accountable. Look for someone who isn't the guru of your business because they're getting asked all the time to be mentors and the truth is many of them don't care. They're so high up the ladder, they don't even remember what it was like to be where you are. You've got to find people who have an understanding of what it was like to be in the position where you're sitting today. So seek out that mentor. And if you can't figure out a mentor, find a peer group. I talk all the time about the power of my mastermind group. And I actually have two, really three, if you count the cool things project of people that I get together with and talk about business ideas. Because if I just sit and play it all in my mind, I'm not getting any perspective because yeah, I have good ideas, but some of them, I need someone from the outside to validate what we're doing. It's throwing some spaghetti against the wall and seeing what sticks, but it's not any spaghetti. You have to be strategic about what you're putting in the pot long before it gets thrown against that wall. And that's where outside opinions from a mentor or a peer group or a mastermind group are so important. And then the other thing is, I think you have to make it a habit to ask people for help. If you're in a spot where you're struggling a little bit in your career, make a list of people who you've worked with before, who've been your clients, who've been your customers, who, who maybe you were their customer, who you admire and who you like. And you know what? From time to time, call one or two of these people. And say, you know what? I need your help. I need a little fresh perspective. Now, if the only reason you ever call people is to say, I need to pick your brain, I need your help, people aren't going to return your call. But for the most part, you can do this from time to time with people. And if you've never called that person before, they're not fed up with you calling and doing that. If you have a big enough network, you should have enough people where you could call one person every other week for the rest of your life, if not the re at least the next couple of years, and just say, I admire what you've done with your career. I'm feeling a little stuck. I was wondering if you had anything that you could share that helps you get out there and make things happen. And as I said before, most people are going to be honored that you admire them in that way. And most people will take the time to help you. And for that handful of people who won't, so what? Screw them. Not everybody is nice and not everybody's a giver. And you know what? That's okay. But don't let the bad guys, don't let them bring you down. You've got to be able to find the people who are going to help lift you up. And if they know you want help and they know what you need, all of a sudden, you've planted that little seed in their mind and it germinates. I did this the other day. I had lunch with somebody when I was out. I was out in California and I had lunch with another speaker. And he's one of these people. He's a deal guy. He gets stuff done. His brain just works in a way where he makes things happen. And I know that about him. And so I asked him, I said to him, I said, wow, you are just one of those people who really gets out and makes things happen. And the way you look at the world is big and you know how to like make money out of nothing. And I admire that. And I explained to him where I was feeling stuck. Now, he's been in our business. He's been around a lot of people. And he knows how to identify the wheat from the shaft. And he, he knows that I have something that's valuable and, and it's real and what I'm creating. And we had a conversation over lunch about what I really needed. Now, he didn't have an answer right then. But three days later, he said, I've been thinking. That little seed you planted has been germinating. And I think I've come up with an idea that's going to absolutely help you. Let's meet next week because we're going to be in the same place. 
So we're going to meet next week. And he has an idea. Now, will his idea be the gold mine that I'm looking for? I don't know. Maybe no. But what if it is? What if we sit down for a cup of coffee next week and he gives me the one little observation about my career from the outside that makes me go, bam, and it changes everything? Well, then asking him for that would be worth more money than I could ever pay. You've got to do those things. You've got to plant those seeds and you've got to ask people for their perspective. I'm doing that because part of being get part of getting unstuck is I've been doing more creative things. I work in a creative business. So many of you know that I have written a one man show and the idea of the one man show, which is being called, you know, it's called right now. The working title is just imaginary friend. And the theme is it's a business program. It is not something I want to perform in an off Broadway theater. This is a one man show that is written to replace a keynote. Now I realize a small one day event doesn't want to take a risk. Most meeting planners would be like, ah, I don't want to do that. But some of these three, four, five day conferences, they have one and two keynotes every day. Putting something different in their agenda is a great thing for them. They want to do that. They're hungry to do that. So I came up with this idea and I've never heard of it before really. And I, I, I sort of maneuvered it to be my own thing. And I've spent the last six months writing the show. And the idea is, is by being creative, by having this project, it has opened up a lot of stuff. It's actually, I had to do a lot of research on imagination and creativity and innovation because it has to have a business theme. It can't just be entertaining and it can't just be a play where I play a character talking about this stuff. If it's going to work in a corporate setting, I have to be able to provide learning outcomes. And so I did a lot of research. Well, what has happened is, is a lot of that research about creativity and innovation has worked its way into my regular talks. So all of a sudden, my talks that have always had, you know, an, uh, an inkling of how do you be creative when it comes to building your career, when it comes to creating, you know, better relationships in business, all of a sudden, they have all these new facts and figures and pieces. And my the meeting planners who I work for who've seen me before are like, wow, I really love your new stuff. So by being creative and writing a one man show, I've actually made my existing keynotes better before I've ever even performed the one man show interesting. That to me was a big learning outcome that by being creative on a side project, I was able to make my main work better. And that main work being better is going to get me more work down the line. So what can you do on the side that's creative? Do you like to play music? Do you want to do art? Do you like to go to theater? Do you want to write? What's calling you? What what is what is something you wanted to do as a kid? I always wanted to be an actor. And recently I had the opportunity to be in a movie. Well, one of the things I did when I was on the movie set is I made sure I got a lot of pictures of me in the movie with like the director in the background and the cameras, because that's a story that I can tell in my keynotes about, you know, getting out there and trying new things. All of a sudden, my whole message changed because I got the chance to do something that was on my bucket list. I got to be in a movie and I'm just a small part. I speak for a, a whopping minute, minute and a half. However, and it's a short, it's not a people I say I'm in a movie. People think it's going to be, you know, a feature film. But the fact that I did it has changed so much because it was a creative outlet. It was something that I've always wanted to do. And I think that that alone is helping me get off of my plateau. Between writing the one-man show and appearing in this short, I think it's impacting my own sort of situation of feeling stuck. So what is it that you can do that's creative? Because getting out and doing something creative, I think, will help you get yourself unstuck in that long run. So I'm going to end it with one other thing. And that is, I said, ask people for help. If you have now made it past the 20-minute mark of this episode, what do you think that I should be doing differently? 
jump over to TomSinger.com and look at my website. Look at what I do for a living. If you take five, ten minutes, you'll get a really good idea of who I am and what I do. And you might hold the idea of what I need to be doing differently that's going to help me get more business. Now, I know that with over a thousand listeners per episode, almost nobody is going to go and invest five to ten minutes on TomSinger.com. But I also know that there's someone out there who's listening who says, you know, I wish people would help me. And they will go and do that for me. And I'll make you a promise. If you do that for me, and then you come back with some answers, and your answers may not be golden, they may not help, but if you take the time to do that, and you want me to do the same thing for you, send me a note and send me a link to your website, or send me your resume, and I will take the same thing. I'll take five minutes and look at yours. Now, obviously, if a thousand person people do that, I am going to be swamped. But we all know that's not the way the world works. Very few people have what I call follow-through DNA. They think, oh yeah, I'd do that for him, and they never will. Well, you know what? If you do it for me, I'll do it for you. And I have follow-through DNA. So there it is. There's the challenge. I think you got to ask people for help because you never know where the best helper is hiding. And in my case, you might be hiding in the audience of cool things entrepreneurs do. And I'm looking for a way to grow my business. If you have an idea, I am so open to that idea. And then I challenge you to go out and ask people in your world to help you. Because I bet someone out there in your network who holds the answer is hiding in plain sight. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, I'm probably going to do a couple of more solo episodes because I'm traveling and I'm on the road. Uh, and then when I get back, I'm going to schedule a whole bunch of interviews with really, really cool people. So if you're a regular listener, stick in there with me. And we'll be back in a couple of days with another show. In the meantime, I want you to go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>